Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello again, you fantastic human being. I hope that you're having an amazing day. I'm sending you a huge hug through the airwaves wherever you are in the world. You can receive that. Put a smile on your face. Uh, We have an amazing episode for you today. We have the incredible Kate Magic. She is a massive food guru. She's been in the game for a long time. She was in raw food before it even had a name and before it was even cool. So I was highly recommended to have her on the show and I'm glad I did. Um, We just talk about uh, how to easily introduce a raw food diet uh, into your life and improve health. And so we talk about a lot of things which I will list off here. We talk about uh, why you need to listen to your body, superfood milk, which he tells you how to create, uh, medicinal teas, hydration, uh, how to get started going raw, adaptogen, cream powder, medicinal mushrooms, Um, lots of great advice for how to do it quickly and easily. Some of her favorite meals, uh, the raw food myth. Um, what else? How to switch a powerful switch for sweets. If you uh, have a sweet tooth, um, Uh, substitutions for coffees and other things. Um, So this is an epic episode. If you want to improve your diet, you definitely want to listen to this. And if you like raw foods and you're interested in that, you want to listen to this too. Um, Thank you so much for those of you who have been supporting the podcast. Easiest thing to do is do one act of kindness in your community today. Hold the door open. Please do that. And if you can do it every day, then you're awesome. And uh, I recommend doing three, but if you can't do three, do one and see how you feel. Try it for a week and then write me. So if you're hearing these words, coming out of my mouth take the action do three acts of kindness a day hold the door open pay it forward go out of your way don't tell anybody about it um and that's that's the recipe um three acts of kindness a day so try that out you can leave a review on the podcast that's super helpful um i want to thank um erica rose from America. That's the name. And it says, my favorite podcast. This podcast is incredible. I listen to it in my car on the way to work and it turns a seemingly meaningless drive into a profound experience. Truly has already made a huge difference in my life. Never knew that doing three acts of kindness a day not only makes the world a better place, but makes me feel better. You are great, Matt. Thanks for sharing all the inspiration. I hope you someday see the profound impact of the work you do. Well, thank you so much for taking that time. And most importantly, thank you for doing the three acts of kindness. It's the best thing you can do to support the podcast. Um, If you want to go to step further and take an action, you can support me over on Patreon. Um, Just go to www.patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair and toss a buck in the bucket. I want to thank so much to Mike Kovacic, I hope I pronounced your name okay, brother. Um, but I really appreciate you doing that. You know, um, you know, like I'm a busker. I'm like an like a radio TV busker. So if you if you toss a dollar, and it really does help. Um, for those of you guys who want some coaching, let's get it done. I'm doing 90 minute sessions and also um, really intense, you know, monthly coaching. But the 90 minute sessions are designed to help you break through any any limiting beliefs, uh, help you um, get a vision on maybe a life structure, whatever you're going through. Um, in 90 minutes, I can do some real good work and give you lots of homework to basically get you into alignment. So some people want to know more about what they can do to be more fulfilled. Some people want to overcome limiting beliefs. Some people want all kinds of different things. So if you guys really want to dive deep, you can hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And if you really want to go deep and you want to go like zero to a hundred, you know, learn how to design and execute a life that is fulfilling to you and that is meaningful for you and that you can learn powerful tools that will help get you there. But most importantly, do it from a state of fulfillment from where you are. I am happy to help with that. 
Um, want to thank David Lonebear Senapass, who is this podcast sponsor, as in I get to control my sponsors and you should support that guy because he is friggin' amazing. If you go to LoneBearsArts.com, he makes handmade Native American jewelry, but it is also vibrational jewelry from the ancient Copper Scrolls. I kid you not, it is the gnarliest thing. Check out our podcast. He was recently on the Leak Project and people are starting to recognize and know that this guy is for real. So please check him out, support his work. Um, check out the Zen Athlete book. If you haven't read it, gift it to somebody. This will change an athlete's life. It'll change your life. It is all the best tools in consciousness, personal development, and peak performance that I've learned over a lifetime and studied with masters around the planet. So it could be Zen life, Zen music, Zen business. It doesn't matter. Uh, make sure you to sign up for the email list. And I'm talking too much, so let's just get into this episode with Kate Magic. Thank you so much for being here. And I invite you to just come into a quick state of coherence and gratitude before we dive in. All you need to do is just take in a deep breath in through your nose. Set the intention to come to peace and gratitude now. Think of just one thing you're grateful for. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Take in another deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just double that feeling of gratitude. Maybe a friend, a family member, a job, your eyesight, your legs, your health. Just one thing that you're really grateful for and just let that breath out slowly. Take in one more deep breath in through your nose and really just double that feeling of love and gratitude and send out love and gratitude and peace to all beings on the planet. And I'm sending you all of my love, my support, my well wishes, my energy to you and just receive that energy as you see it going out and then also open to receiving all the energy. And just remember that you control your perspective and to do three acts of kindness today because in the action is the mastery and you will see and feel the difference. The spiritual teachings require action. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's get into it with Kate Magic. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mastermind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a globally renowned raw foods expert and has a quarter of a century of experience on the raw lifestyle. She has raised her three sons on a raw vegan diet and is the creative director of rawliving.eu, Europe's leading resource for raw foods and superfoods online for which she has created over 20 unique products. She is the author of the best-selling recipe books, Eat Smart, Eat Raw, Raw Living, and Raw Magic. She also gives talks and workshops on raw foods around the world. Welcome to the show, Kate Magic. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. You have such a, a depth and a well of knowledge. And uh, I just discovered before we started that you recently went to Egypt, which I'm excited about. Um, there's so much we can dive into. I told you at the beginning that I don't know anything about raw foods, so I'm not an expert. So, um, if you want to give people a little bit about your, your background, why you're doing what you're doing, how it all started, then we can kind of take it wherever you want to go. Yeah. So the most common question actually I get asked, there's three questions. One is why did you start? Uh, the next one is how old are you? <laughs> Um, but why did I start? That's the most common question I get asked. And um, I don't have like a really good answer for me. It was just like intuitive. And I just, you know, I didn't have like a health scare or anything like that. I just always naturally gravitated towards healthy foods. And there wasn't a lot of that around when I was a kid um, back in the 70s in London. Um, so, you know, really, I think for me, obviously, my name is Kate Magic. I really believe in energy. I really believe in frequency. And I think everything holds a frequency. Everything holds a vibration. And I just naturally resonated with that high, very kind of clear, pure vibration of raw food. So all the foods I was given as a kid didn't really kind of sit with me. I didn't really enjoy them. Um, I didn't have that healthy relationship to food as a teenager. And then discovering raw foods, that's what really kind of helped me really be in my body and be comfortable in my body and feel good about myself. So I just, you know, from, from, yeah, from late teens, really, I started getting into veganism and sprouting and all that kind of stuff. And then it was 93 when uh, I had a friend who told me I was a raw feeder. So there were so few raw feeders then, I didn't even know what it was. So he said, you're like a raw feeder because basically... I just ate salad and sprouts <laughs> um, and fruit. Um, so it was 1993 when I made the conscious decision to be a raw fooder, but this is before the internet. So really, you know, the whole way we thought, the whole way we communicated, the whole way we 
we found information was so different back then. So really, even though I kind of tapped into people like Gabrielle Cousins and um, the main two things I had was Anne Wigmore, who um, she's had the Hippocrates Health Institute, which is still going now, and um, Victoria Skorvinskis. They're like the kind of gods, the godparents of, of the current raw food movement. Um, really, though, what I learned came from just listening to my body and listening to my intuition. And that's for me, that's where the magic of it is, is that, you know, I believe the body has this innate intelligence, this quantum intelligence, if you like. And it's about tapping into that and really tapping into, yeah, the natural healing powers of our body and the natural energy sources of our body um, and working with those and just kind of, yeah, operating on a really high level, I guess, like, you know, I, I don't know a lot about your work, but I guess there's a lot of parallels in that the body is just this amazing vehicle, isn't it, for the soul. And it's just trying to like keep your vehicle in pristine condition uh, to be the most like amazing, um, yeah, the most amazing vehicle that we can inhabit. That's amazing. I love that. I love it. I love your, your pre-internet. You're going around, you don't even know what the label is. And it's nice to see that there are a lot of people looking at um, what to eat now, you know, veganism, uh, vegetarianism, all that kind of stuff. I just had Dr. Will Tuttle on and he uh-huh. had a world peace diet. You might be familiar with him. And, you know, he, he was a mind blower and very beautiful human. Um, I learned a lot. And so I wonder for, for a lot of the people, either they're I would think most are not vegan yet or uh, raw food. So can you uh-huh. give a little bit of a, maybe like a summary of what it means to be a raw food person? What are some of the benefits of why you'd want to do that? And uh, maybe like some practical steps if they want to move towards that. Yeah. So veganism is like huge right now in England. It's like having its, having its moment right now. Like vegan is everywhere. So that's so validating and just so wonderful to see and to experience. Um, but it's, you know, there's a really, really high, I forget what the percentage is, but something like 80% of people go vegetarian or go vegan and then stop doing it within quite a short space of time. And I feel like that's because a lot of times people have a good intention and they kind of, you know, a lot of times now people are seeing those documentaries like Cowspiracy, those kind of things. And that's really kind of making them think, oh, maybe there's, you know, maybe I should follow this kind of diet um but then if you haven't got the right nutritional information you haven't got the right resources you know your body starts craving the nutrients if you're not making sure that you're getting the nutrients um your body's you know again it comes back to your body's intelligence if you're low in calcium your body remembers i used to get calcium from eating cheese so then you start craving cheese again um you know this is why it's really important to listen to your body if you're craving fish if you're craving cheese is a good reason for that so Um, that's what I'd really try and help people do is look at really the most important nutritional principles. And I think rather than breaking it down into labels like vegan or raw foodist, which can actually be unhelpful a lot of the time, because as soon as we start to limit ourselves and restrict ourselves, then it's just, you know, I really believe in just, yeah, in just going with the flow and just really tapping into the energies of things rather than, you know, trying to uh, control things. Um, and so to me, the, actually the most important things is um, hydration. I think it's hydration is really key. Like most people are really dehydrated. So getting really good quality drinks, but that would be not just water, but things like um, plant milk. So I make a lot of superfood milks where I put all my superfoods into the milk, like hemp or coconut. Um, I do a lot of medicinal tea. So I use a lot of Chinese herbs, uh, which are really amazing. I really love the Chinese herbs. So I make teas with the the herbs, with the fresh herbs. Uh, I drink a lot of kombucha, make me a kombucha, uh, coconut water. Um, what else? Juice, green juice. I drink green juice nearly every day as well. So yeah, getting drinks, that's really important because if you're, it doesn't matter what you're eating. If you're not hydrated, your body can't absorb the nutrients properly. So really, really um getting those amazing drinks and I think you know there's been an increased awareness over what the past 10 20 years of drinking more water and a lot of people now are drinking a lot more water you know as a kid no one bought bottled water there was Evian and that was it like <laughs> that you know people drink water but actually what what a lot of people don't realize is that just drinking water by itself isn't very hydrating um, because water is a cleansing 
mechanism so when you just drink plain water it's just it's lacking like a flushing mechanism it's just going through the body so that's why you can drink a lot of water and still be thirsty whereas if you drink things like coconut water or kombucha or kefir or green juice these things actually get absorbed in the body in a different way so um yeah drinking lots that's my number one thing alkalization is really key um fermented foods is really key i think having a low sugar diet is really key so not having too much fruits not having too much sugars but really doing i do the ketogenic thing which you probably know about so low carb and high fat diet i think that's really good really good for athletes definitely for people doing a lot of exercise um yeah obviously mindfulness is a really big part of it as well because it's really it's a journey of self-love that's the biggest thing is self-love how can you love yourself how can you have compassion for yourself because when you love and have compassion for yourself then you can extend that uh to the people around you and that's how it all starts so it's really yeah having that mindfulness of doing what's making you happy and doing what's making you feel good rather than setting this set of rules around yourself and beating yourself up and thinking oh, i'm a good person if i eat this and i'm a bad person if i eat that because it's not you know <laughs> That's exactly how it works, isn't it? <laughs> um, now, I really like your approach. I had my friend Adam Hart on a long time ago. I think it was like episode four or five. And uh, he wrote Power Foods, something like that. He's, he's awesome, really smart. But he talked about how when you eat the food, uh, you're, you're just saying, you know, is this a choice of love? Am I loving myself um, in this decision? And basically bringing uh, consciousness into it and then adding things like seeds and things like that into the food. Um, yeah. Do you want to comment on that? No, that's totally it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what I was going to give back because I'm curious about it is you talked about superfood milk, which I find fascinating, medicinal teas, um, hydration, all these different things for you come naturally. And I know you have, uh, well, you've not naturally learned about it and now you're teaching it workshops and things like that. When I'm in LA, usually that's when you people come out. And I'm eating this stuff that I don't know what it is, but it's magical and I feel great. Um, but then when I go and I'm traveling and I, I'm like getting settled, I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm doing. I want to be settled and I want someone like you in my neighborhood to feed me. Um, can you talk a little bit about like some simple things like that you could add if you want to start to get into it, like how to make a, like a superfood milk, what it does, and maybe some other like quick tricks the only one that i have right now is chia seed pudding with <laughs> i hope that's good i don't know um but i use that consistently so once i get one i keep it in there and i keep it yeah. really basic because i'm getting uh -huh. right. yeah so in terms of superfoods then i don't really like the term superfoods it's a bit of a kind of hype by marketing term really what we're talking about is herbs we're talking about natural plant medicine and um, you know we're really blessed now that we can draw from chinese medicine ayurvedic medicine south american herbalism european herbalism we can put all these traditions together and really you know utilize you know thousands of years of experience and wisdom that they've you know that they've gathered um, over the years so um, in terms of where to start, I think it's a good idea to just break it down and look at having at least one green powder a day and one adaptogenic herb and one of the medicinal mushrooms. So the green powders would be chlorella, spirulina, barley grass, wheatgrass, hemp protein, Klamath Lake algae, phytoplankton, any of those microalgae because they're really, really nutrient dense. So I definitely have one um, of a green powder in every day. Um, and then the adaptogenic herbs. So adaptogens are plants which don't have a specific effect in the body. They have an individual effect. So we're used to having a medicine that treats a symptom. So you take something for arthritis and you take something for migraine and you take something for athlete's foot and you take, you know, everything's split up. But what adaptogens do is they support the body in restoring homeostasis. So they just, they just help bring the wholeness back to the body and um, they regulate things. So the same thing can have opposite effects in, in two different people. So for instance, there's a South American adaptation I use called Suma. It's a vine um, from the Amazon. And some people take Suma 
and they literally just need to lie down. They'd like feel so super chilled out and just like dreamy and like relaxed. And then other people take Zuma and they need to go for a run because they've got so much energy. So it's a really powerful adaptogenic herb. Maca is a, probably the most well-known adaptogenic herb. And a good example of, of how it balances people is that it's thermogenic. So it regulates body heat. It helps like restore the body's natural thermostat. And so if someone gets cold really easily, then it can help them stop suffering from the cold so much and if someone is having like hot flashes or hot sweats it can help cool them down so some people it's going to warm you up some people it's going to cool you down so taking adaptogens is like the best thing um, for the immune system to take an adaptogen every day so the main ones everyone knows is maca reishi uh, which is from the medicinal mushrooms uh, ginseng and then ashwagandha is the main adaptogen from ayurvedic medicine um, and then the medicinal mushrooms are just you know like I really love Chinese medicine so much I know so little about it but you know what I do know is just so fascinating to me um and the the medicinal mushrooms you've got the main four are chaga cordyceps reishi and lion's mane so they all have slightly different properties but they're also really amazing for the immune system so I would just break it down like that I mean the thing about superfoods is it really is less is more and you can take them in really small amounts so with a lot of them something like reishi you only need to take a quarter of a teaspoon a day um, you don't need to take, you know, it's not something that you get um, resistance to. You need to keep taking more and more. So, yeah, you can just take them in really small amounts. And it, it is it is like a cumulative effect. So it's better to take them and just take a tiny bit over a long period of time than to like do a whole load and then forget about it. It's the same like with exercise. Like if you were new to yoga, you wouldn't have a day doing eight hours of yoga because you'd feel like really sore afterwards. You'd do it an hour of yoga a day and then you start to feel the benefit so that's that's when they really come into play is when you take them on a daily basis and yeah it's kind of like homeopathy i feel or flower essences it's just like getting the energy of the plant into your body so it's not about the quantity it's just about having that information kind of downloading into your system on a daily basis Awesome. That's super practical. Well, right now I'm in Maine with uh, David Lombear Senapas, who is a native elder and um, he, what he knows about plants and the, the discussions I've seen as he's walked through the forest with people who know a lot more than I do are very fascinating. And just talking about the same idea that, you know, you have to take the plant raw as it is. It has the information, you know, and if you mass manufacture some of it, you're going to lose that type of thing, depending on what the, what the plant is, things like that. So it can get pretty fascinating. I want to ask one more practical question before I kind of move it in a little bit of a different direction, but would you be able to give either one to three really quick, um, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, or snacks that if people want to move, you know, it's something that tastes good. It's really easy to make. Um, there might be too many. Maybe you just want to do one of each, but I find that to move people in a direction, it's just like good to have one set thing. So when I teach meditation, I say do one minute the first day. So if you have one breakfast, you can make one lunch, one dinner, at yeah. least you're getting the energy in motion yeah well the milks um that's one of my top things so i either use the showered hemp seed because then you don't need to strain it through a milk bag the shelled hemp seed just has the shells removed so they're just little white seeds um they come from canada usually actually um, <laughs> um manitoba harvest that's the best brand um and then I just blend that up. I've actually look. I've just emptied. I've drank a whole jug. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, in that one, I had two tablespoons of hemp seeds. I had a tablespoon of tocotrienols, which I love. They're vitamin E powder, um, and they make it kind of creamy and fluffy as well. I put some strawberries in because strawberries are in season. I put in a tablespoon of maca. I put in some Jing herbal formula, which is like a Chinese herbal formula. And then I put in a cup of kefir for the probiotics and just water to top it up. Um, but yeah, if you start with your base as, as shelled hemp, that's really easy to do. Um, or you could do almonds, but if you use almonds, then you've got to strain them through a milk bag because otherwise you get the kind of skin of the almonds in the milk. Um, and then just, yeah, like maca is my favorite, but reishi is also good in the milks. Whatever kind of superfoods you feel drawn to, that's a really good way to have it. Because of what I was saying about the drinks, um, when you put um, fats into your drinks, it helps the body absorb it better. So any kind of just a bit of oil or a bit of nuts and seeds, that's going to help the body hydrate better. Um, and then also you're getting all the nutrients from the superfoods and those are going straight into the system as well. So to do uh, a hemp milk every day, that's a really good tip. Um, 
And then I guess lunch, I guess my simplest one would be nori, nori sheets. So I really, really love nori. Um, and I do lots of raw sushi. I make the rice out of cauliflower, cauliflower rice. It's really good. Um, everyone loves it. Um, but yeah, you could just like get a nori sheet and then wrap it up. Like I always put something creamy in like avocado or tahini um, or almond butter and then something a bit spicy like um, mustard or wasabi or horseradish or um, yeah, something to give it a bit of zing, just a bit of cayenne or chili um, and then just fill it with, with veggies like veggie sticks and um, sprouts and greens and, and all stuff like that. So that's really easy to do. Amazing. Sounds good. What about dinner? Mm, my favorite actually is Korean. This isn't like, well, it is kind of simple, but my favorite is Korean. So in Korean, like one of their main dishes is called bibimbap, which means like all together basically. So they have like a bit of seaweed, a bit of shiitake mushroom. Uh, they usually have cucumber, carrot, the rice. So I do all these like little bits and then they have this really amazing sauce called chichang sauce, which is like this spicy Korean sauce. Um, and then you pour that over the top and in bibimbap usually they have a fried egg so um, I make my fried eggs with coconut meat you know the, the Thai young white coconut meat so I get that and then it looks like the white of the egg and then I make the center turmeric and tahini and make the yolk <laughs> and it tastes so good because it's kind of similar it's like protein here isn't it and um yeah it's really really delicious so that's my favorite because i like that because you've got all the different bits so you can eat it like a few days in the week and it's not like you're eating the same thing every day because you kind of okay one day i have it with seaweed and one day i have it with kale or one day i have it with spinach you know i kind of just play around with it a bit awesome thanks yeah. that, that helps. all my recipes on katemagic.com is all my recipes yeah, and you, your your websites and, and stuff, katemagic.com, rawliving.eu, there's a massive amount of resources there. Yes. Um, okay, so while you said that, you know, another question that came up, is there anything that you really want people to know about, you know, raw food eating? You know, like, what do you want to, what would you share? Like, if you could, like, give okay. a, a memo to the entire world, like, in a tweet or something. Yeah, I think 100% raw is a bit of a myth and there's really no one who's doing that and if they are, they're probably lying. <laughs> um, I, don't, I think, you know, obviously if you're vegan, you can't be like, I'm vegan and I eat eggs every day because it's not how it works. But with raw food, to me, anyone who's committed to eating more than 50% raw on a daily basis, that's a raw food. So with raw food, it's just about consuming large amounts of raw food. It's not that you have to eat all raw food all the time. I think that's the most common misconception so any as long as you're eating more than 50 percent raw you're going to feel all the benefits so if you just switch over like you're saying just switch over your breakfast and your lunch boom you know you're just going to get all those benefits um so yeah not to feel like you have to do it all because i think that's what puts people off is they feel like it's such a it is like a really profound thing to do so it's not like the thing that most people can just like switch overnight and also eating is like such a social thing so it's the kind of isolation that people experience when they're eating different food from everyone else around them. So just to incorporate more raw food in your diet rather than thinking, oh, I have to like change everything. It's like you could just switch up, kind of like you were saying about meditation. If you just switch up one food at a time, if you did that, if you did one food every week for a year, by the end of the year, you just switched up your diet. But if you try and switch up 50 foods at once, it's not going to sustain. So little, the body really works and you do things slowly like the body really likes it when you make small changes over long periods of time the body doesn't like it when you do these like massive things because then there's going to be like a rebound so small changes over long periods of time is always more effective brilliant amazing you just lifted a weight off my shoulder so <laughs> i was totally uh, that worked for me so um so then now i have a follow-up question can you give some common substitutes so the ones that come to mind right now are coffee because i drink too much coffee yes. sometimes i had um <laughs> coffee sweets people who like run to a sweet or like salty like a chip so maybe you can give three quick substitutes yes. for that yeah yes so coffee is like a really common one and I try not to be anti anything, but I really don't, I'm not happy about people drinking coffee. <laughs> I just feel like coffee is really normalized to like a dangerous degree. 
Um, and because of how the endocrine system works, when you're drinking coffee, you're just tweaking your adrenals all the time. And the, the endocrine system is such a delicate balance of all those different hormones. And as soon as you put one out of balance, you're having a knock-on effect on all of them. So the fact that our culture is so busy, 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 do, 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 and so many people are just like hammering their adrenals, that to me that's one of the main causes of all the problems you know thyroid obesity diabetes women's hormonal issues all this the way that we treat our we abuse our adrenals that really plays a key part in it so there's lots of things you can do um i actually have kombucha every morning i make my own kombucha and i feel like that gives me the same kind of lift that people get from coffee that same kind of energy lift and i put um i make it and i put cordyceps in it which is one of the medicinal mushrooms i was saying um, and cordyceps is really good for energy and performance. So a lot of athletes use it. So I have cordyceps kombucha in the morning. Um, but if you want to do a hot drink, then what works really good is, um, you know, matcha, the green tea matcha. So matcha has traces of caffeine. It's small amounts of caffeine. But what it does contain is L-theanine. And L-theanine um, is a substance which promotes focus and concentration. So it gives you that same kind of buzz that coffee does. Um, and it's really high in antioxidants. So if you match uh, matcha, match matcha with chaga, which is the other medicinal mushroom I was talking about, which is also super high in antioxidants. So there's four things that are just like off the charts in terms of antioxidants. You've got chaga, you've got matcha, you've got raw chocolate, cacao, and also there's um, astaxanthin, which is a it's like it's in flamingos it's what makes them pink <laughs> it's in salmon um but it's an antioxidant um it's really good for your eyes if people got problems with their eyes uh, but if you combine chaga and matcha together because it's so it's such a massive antioxidant boost and you're getting the l-theanine from the matcha then that really gives you a lift and chaga has a similar taste to coffee um, so that works really well and then you could also if you wanted to take it another step further you could also add cacao because cacao um, contains tryptophan. Tryptophan is a precursor to serotonin. Serotonin is the most happy chemical in the brain. And the substances, the L-theanine in the matcha also helps with the release of serotonin. So you get a huge, a huge serotonin spike as well from the cacao and the matcha. And then you could also, if you wanted, you could also add in maca because uh, maca is really good for physical energy and stamina. So depending how much of a boost you need, you could just do chaga and matcha or you could also add in the, cacao or the maca or all four together and then that really gives you a supercharge sounds epic that's yeah. right if you just if you just add it with hot water and then you can just um if you want to make it creamy you know the coconut butter like the coconut cream mm. like they countries, but that kind of thick it's like coconut oil, but really thick and creamy um you blend that up with it and that makes it really nice and creamy or just you can just add almond milk or whatever Right. Okay. That's brilliant. Now, what about people who are stuck on sweets? They, they, they escape to a sweet and then all of a sudden they're eating too much ice cream or they got chocolates. Do you have, you have some for yeah, that? Well, raw chocolate is like a big passion of mine. So I do eat quite a lot of raw chocolate. Well, I haven't had any today. It's nearly six o'clock in England and I haven't <laughs> had any raw chocolate all day. Um, but obviously, yeah, raw chocolate is amazing. When I was transitioning, I used to do, um, I used to get fresh dates, you know, the medjool dates, and then I'd take the stone out and then put in some tahini or almond butter, and that's really good because you're getting that sugar fat hit. That's like a really quick, easy way to get your sugar fat hit, but so full of nutrition. Um, yeah, I mean, I do make I do make cakes. I've got a really good chaga tiramisu. I've got a really good banoffee pie. Those are my favorite cakes at the moment. Um, but I guess for me personally, yeah, my default would be some raw chocolate, some good raw chocolate. Amazing. And so would that work the, the same way when people kind of, I think it's just a sugar fix, right? People want that yeah. sugar fix. So you yeah. can do it through raw food and just get it in a little bit of a different way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And last recommendation would be for people, maybe too much potato chips or go yeah. the other way salty with it. We do, well, cow chips is the obvious one, but we do these seeds that everyone really loves. They're activated seeds. So we have sunflower and pumpkin seeds. And so when you activate seeds, you soak them and then you make them more digestible. Seeds and nuts are actually designed not to break down in the body. They're designed by nature to be consumed by a bird or a squirrel. 
or whoever and then pooped out somewhere else to grow into a plant or a tree so they're designed not to break down in the body so when we soak our nuts and seeds and that makes them more bioavailable more digestible so we soak our seeds and then we marinate them in all these kind of spices and herbs so we got two we got spirulina sun seeds and shiitake sun seeds and people really love the shiitake ones kind of remind me a bit of dry roasted peanuts it's got that same kind of like roasted kind of flavor um yeah, so I'm sure like most people in the States or in Canada now have access to those kind of things in the health food store. They're kind of, in the health food stores, you know, they're going to have those kind of snacks. Or if you've got a dehydrator, you can make your own. Awesome. I love it. Well, I, I'm, I wanted to go all those ways and, and I, I kind of still do because I know that you're a wealth of knowledge in that. And again, I'll use your website as a resource because I browsed it and I was like, oh my God, it's a lot of stuff here. Um, so if you want to learn more, you can go that way. And the other way that I could have easily started with this is just talking to you about philosophy, spirituality, um, empowerment, and things like that. And so the first question I'll just ask is, you know, what happens with your, you know, women empowered workshops? Like as far as your writing and your spirituality and your, you know, connection with source or whatever, like, what do you, um, what do you teach in those workshops? What are the things yeah, you've got to share? Thank you. So this is a new project. Um, that I just started this year. Um, I launched the book. Actually I launched the book. It was, it was all very synchronicitous. Um, but I launched the book cause I like my magic numbers. I launched it on that 8th of January, which was depends whether you're in the States or, Europe, but it's 8118 or 1818. Um, and that was actually the day after the Oprah Winfrey Golden Globes speech. So all everyone was talking about that day was, you know, empowered women. Um, so it's really, empowered women is really looking at hormones. And, you know, like I was just saying about the adrenals, really coming to understand the importance of the endocrine system and how key our hormones are and how, you know, basically, in my understanding they're like the, they are the mind body spirit connection like we talk about this and if you're a holistic person you kind of have an intuitive understanding of what that is but hormones are the actual they are actually it because it's the body creates them in response to a perceived stimulus so you're you will see a tiger or a lion coming into the room and you will release adrenaline because you decide it's an emergency and that adrenaline then will help you run faster and breathe quicker and run away from the, the scary animal. So it's literally, you know, we, we see something external to ourselves. We make a decision based on what that is. And then we create a biochemical in our bodies in response to how we think we need to act. And so just really understanding the difference between male and female hormones and understanding how that creates different drives and desires for men and women and within the western culture it tends to be biased towards the male hormonal system i think the western culture isn't supportive to anyone particularly i think that the whole kind of you know saying the kind of work 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 culture isn't isn't kind to anyone but it's particularly unkind to women because we just have different biological needs we have different drives and desires and women have a tendency to internalize so women have a tendency then to see rather than seeing oh well I don't feel this way about this and I'm going to do something about it. They tend to have, they have a tendency to go, I don't feel this way about this. I must be wrong <laughs> and, and internalize and then make themselves feel inferior or make them feel not good enough. And, you know, it came, it, was, it came through a lot of different things, but through my work as a world food educator, it's mostly women that I'm working with. It's mostly middle-aged women. Um, and seeing the kind of same pattern again and again, where these women are, eating a relatively healthy diet and they're trying to do exercise, you know, yoga once or twice a week and they're trying to be mindful and, you know, they're trying to do all the things that you should make you feel good and they're still not having that energy. They're still not feeling great about themselves. They still haven't got enthusiasm for life and really understanding that this is a big part of it is really listening to those biochemical impulses and what they're trying to tell us and tuning in just on a kind of deeper level as to what we really need as women. Because I think because of that tendency to internalize what happens a lot of the time is women then because they've internalized it, then then start to blame people around them and they'll be like, Oh, well, this person doesn't do that for me or, you know, this situation isn't, isn't right in this way rather than looking at how we can change things ourselves. So it's really understanding on a personal level, 
what your needs are on a basic biochemical level and then how do you get those met how do you go about getting those met so there's so many examples like things that you know i tell people and it's really epiphany but just you know for instance men women make testosterone as well but men make 20 times more testosterone than women so testosterone is associated with confidence. Testosterone gives you confidence. So men, obviously, you know, and when, when I'm doing all this work, I have to really, you know, I'm obviously generalizing and there's a spectrum and we're all somewhere on that spectrum of male-female energies. So it's not like all men are like this and all women are like this, but on the spectrum, men generally have a lot more confidence than women. So as soon as you understand it's just a biochemical thing, it's not mansplaining or you know all these kind of words it's just men feel more confident about themselves so and and then kind of in a converse way once you understand that as a woman it helps you feel more confident because <laughs> your lack of confidence isn't due to the fact that you're not as good your lack of confidence is just due to a different different chemistry going on in your body does that make sense we have we have a lot more oxytocin we create a lot more oxytocin and oxytocin is 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 fed by attention women actually biochemically need more attention than men we need more attention it's not like women are needy or women are desperate but we need more attention so it's really important that we understand that need for attention and meet it by giving ourselves attention giving ourselves the right kind of attention and spending time with our girlfriends spending time with our sisters not being like oh he didn't do this he didn't say that because <laughs> men just don't need generally men don't need as much attention men have twice as much serotonin as women serotonin is the main happy chemical in the brain and one of the main ways that we create serotonin is by talking so women literally need to talk twice as much as men just to be happy <laughs> oh crap yeah. <laughs> women need to talk much so all these things are not just like our oh, women or our oh, men it's like no these are our basic needs and you know obviously i'm really summarizing there's a lot more to it but once we start understanding these we can then just you know with the raw food work i feel it is it's a lot for people to take on with the raw foods that's why i'm saying like just do a little bit at a time you know it is a big life change but with the empowered woman work I feel like it's very, it's micro changes a lot of the time. It's just like making a change in your schedule, making sure you prioritize getting time with your girlfriends once a week or making sure you prioritize that, that bath with the candles and whatever it is, the incense once a week or just these little things. And then just know that those things are important to you for your health so that you can be, you know, give and See, this is the thing as well. I think women just, women love to give. They love to please and they love to serve. And, you know, we all do, but women particularly have this need to just show love. And a lot of times that gets turned back in on ourselves because we live in a culture that isn't so loving. So really just understanding how we can support that and natural, um, yeah, our natural drives and desires. And then obviously once we start doing that, then we can contribute to the wider culture in a really meaningful way because I think this is one of the huge problems with Western culture right now is that that lack of appreciation for the feminine in all of us, you know, in terms of being rather than just doing. Who are you as a person? Not what is your label? What is your status? How many followers have you got? But who are you as a person? That's what we really need to come back to. That You know, a lot of cultures haven't lost that. Like we were both recently in Egypt and I really felt that there in with the Egyptians, like the beauty in their humanity was just really touching to me. But, you know, we've lost that in a, in a lot of Western cultures, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very beautiful and well, well put. Um, I don't even know how to respond to that. I usually have something to say. Um, I don't, um, other than wanting you to continue and maybe I'll just see the thought of, um, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, basically anyone, man or woman, you know, growing up to, to get to the basic principles of feeling good. Um, I was in Costa Rica and one of my friends has a beauty product and was having a conversation with a few women and realizing that so many, and I just had this really deep understanding that so many women don't feel beautiful, right? Yeah. They don't feel like enough and it's different. Men have some bullshit to deal with, but you guys in that kind of shit, it's way worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus you've got these fake photos, you know what yeah. I mean? That are going out of these perfect things and, and what culture, what we're doing to like Western women, Europe, as well um i guess just be 
shooting back? Like, how do, how do we women feel beautiful, men feel confident, um, create a spiritual connection, and then, and then deliberately start to create a reality? Because I know you talk a little bit about frequency, source, vibration, manifestation, and we can go into Egypt a little bit, but I'll just kind of give you something super general and let you continue. <laughs> you know, my, my latest thing, I've been doing it for about a month, this is my little tip, is that like social media is so addicting. So um, when we, it's, dopamine is like one of the hormones that I go into a lot in the book. Dopamine is so fascinating, but dopamine is the main hormone associated with addiction. So dopamine, they used to think dopamine was released by getting to your goal. It's about drive and desire dopamine. So they used to think dopamine was released by finding what you were going for, but actually dopamine is released in the seeking dopamine is released while we're going for it so that's why social media is so addictive because all that scrolling you're releasing dopamine but then also what's really interesting is when you're releasing dopamine you're actually blocking the uptake of serotonin and serotonin is the other main happy chemical in the brain serotonin is just more like general well-being and dopamine is that like um, you know, like people get addicted to chemical, you know, drugs, to sex, to social media, to junk food. Junk food is really, they, they put exotoxins in the, in the junk food, which creates a dopamine release. So that's why junk food is so addictive. Um, so yeah, so just trying to kind of, you know, and I don't think I'm really bad, but obviously I have a little bit of social media addiction, like nearly everyone nowadays and realizing like when I'm picking up, what am I doing? What, what am I looking for? What, you know, because we're looking for love, aren't we? We're looking for validation. We're, all, we're always looking for love and validation. So what I've started doing is when I pick it up just out of habit and then instead of start scrolling, I turn the camera back on myself. I just go on my camera app and I turn the camera back on myself and I start saying nice things to myself. Like, I love you. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You're wonderful. And that's actually so much more. If I do that and I kind of put it down and sometimes things come out, like you want to tell yourself something, you're, you're worried about some kind of situation and it helps to just kind of talk to it about it, talk to yourself about it. But if you do that for a couple of minutes, put your phone down, you feel so much better than going on social media. It really, that's like my new top tip. It's just, it's just turn it around to tell yourself what you need to hear. You don't need to hear it from other people. You don't need to, because, you know, the, the big trap, isn't it, is looking. And one of my favorite sayings is, um, uh, jealousy is the thief of joy is it jealousy? comparison comparison is the thief of joy and so that's what you're doing is you're feeling a bit low energy what should I do now I'm not sure what to do oh I'll just go on Facebook or Instagram and then you see like you're saying all these kind of perfect images of people doing their perfect lives and it doesn't make you feel better about yourself <laughs> so try it. it it's really working for me at the moment <laughs> That's amazing. That's super, super brilliant. Um, the, hold on. There's something so addictive about picking the phone up. So I'm still satisfying that thing of all oh, on my phone. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's interesting how habits and addictions start because you have this trigger where you, you go, like there's a chemical reaction in the brain. So that's telling your body to go do something, grabs the phone. So now you're doing a physical action. You're creating a trigger and then you're just scrolling. And meanwhile, if you look from an observer point of view, you're basically just walking in, scrolling your phone, doing something, walking in, scrolling your phone, having a coffee. And I'm guilty of it too. And I've set up these little, you got to set up these little catch points to basically um, break the neural synapses, break the, that chemical then reactionary state. And that's, like the best, most brilliant one I've ever heard. And I'm going to use that, flip it around, you know, talk to yourself because, you know, one of the shows I had on, I can't remember which, it could have been Matthew Ferry, but it was, or, or somebody was like, do you, do you love yourself? And, um, you know, that's what we're looking for. It is validation, you know, and, it, and it's also like this loneliness, I think that we feel too. I mean, I say we, I'll just say I, you know, in my experience and from what I've done, you know, it's just like, you feel like, you know, am I good enough, you know, and, yeah. And then we look outside and we see all this stuff and none of it's really real and we're, yeah, we're disassociating yeah. from reality. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I didn't know you wanted to add something. Um, so, okay, well, that's brilliant. Um, so where I'm going to go with it is a, is a little bit deeper. Do you want to talk about anything that you loved about Egypt? If you want to talk about vibration or if you want to talk about like what your spiritual practices are and your perception of what the heck is the point of this life? I always just like to say, so, <laughs> what the heck is the point of this life? How do we live a good, harmonious life? How do we connect to God if, if there is a God or if there's a source, if there's an energy? 
and uh, what you think about all that really deep stuff. Yeah, brilliant. I I do think it's, well, I do, I say it's magic. That is probably my overused phrase. It's magic. <laughs> but it's like, it's so much when you, there's just like a flow, isn't there? There's like an energy it's like a river, isn't it? And you step into this river and this river's always flowing. It's always, and it's got a really strong current and you can be in it or you cannot be in it, but it's always there. And the more you step into it, they're like deeper and more profound. And just the more, yeah, it's just like, so the fact that I just came back from Egypt like two weeks ago, and then you mentioned within five minutes of talking that you went to Egypt and had really profound experiences and that our experiences were kind of parallel, you know, had stuff in common. Like that is such a beautiful example of like frequency, frequency and energy is more powerful than space and time, time and space. You know, that's what we perceive as reality. And that's one dimension of reality, but actually frequency and energy and source or universe, whatever you want to call it, is so much more powerful. So when you're operating on a certain frequency, you're going to draw in things to you of that frequency. And that's how synchronicity and serendipity works, is that that is more powerful than space and time. It doesn't matter about space and time. On Friday, I was just in London and I'll try and cut the story short, but I've got like a million of these stories. <laughs> and, um, I was going to see some friends, but I, for some reason I was in the wrong street. I, would feel, I got in my head that I was meant to go to the wrong street. So I parked my bike and my friend from a different country was walking down the street towards me. And she said, oh, we're just looking to go and get a tattoo done and I was parking my bike outside my tattoo studio and I'm like this is where I go and so she went into tattoo studio and got a tattoo studio and then I realized I was in the wrong street and went to where I was meant to be <laughs> but like that kind of thing happens all the time I'll tell you one more because this is my favorite one it doesn't doesn't get any better than this so I've been running a retreat in England and we were on the way home and we had to connection connecting train to get and on the way um, the time had been really short and I was worried we were going to miss our connection. So a friend drove us to to a different station so we wouldn't miss the connection. So when we got on the train, we had reserved seats, but someone had sat in our seat when they, because we hadn't been there in the beginning. And she had a good, it was like a four seat and there was three of us and she was sat in my seat, but she had a good energy. She was like, do you want me to move? I'm like, no, it's fine. doesn't matter because we can take these other three seats. And she sat down and she's overhearing us talking. And she's asking questions. She's like, oh, I'm interested in retreats. What kind of retreats you do? I'm like, it's real magic. She's like, what's your name? I'm going to look you up, Kate Magic. She leant forward. She was very dramatic. She leant forward on the seat and she was like, I'm Magic Catherine. <laughs> and she was a professional magician. She was traveling to work. And she, her, her name as a professional magician was Magic Catherine. So out of all the people that could have sat on my seat in the train, Magic Catherine is sitting on my seat. My son, who at this age, was about four years ago, my son's about 10, he's just got into doing magic tricks. He's just decided that he wants to be a magician and he's doing magic tricks. So he sits next to her, he's sitting next to her on the train and she starts telling him, about how to do like join the junior magic circle and get this book and basically then she started his or she helped ignite his whole interest so they were doing magic tricks on the train on the whole way like could it be anyone magic like <laughs> but that kind of thing that kind of thing becomes normal like that is i think that's what we're moving towards and that you know people like ourselves are kind of stepping into that and you might experience it for just a few minutes a day or a few days in the month or but more and more we're stepping into that kind of working with the energies working with the universe working with the flow source whatever you want to call it and just moving on a different vibrational level where everything just comes together in a way that's really makes sense and it's not like everything becomes perfect all the time everything becomes easy all the time because challenges is how we grow isn't it like the hard things are also the best things and always when I look back in my life the things the times when I felt like oh my god this is too difficult I can't do this this is really bad those turn out to be the biggest gifts and the biggest blessings so it's not like our oh, la da unicorns and rainbows everything gets easy but it's just you can see you can see why everything's unfolding everything that comes to challenge you you can understand the growth and why that's helpful to you and it's yeah, it's a different kind of framing, isn't it? It's, I think, you know, 
we're moving out of the binary, we're moving out of the duality and we're moving into this understanding that this beyond, this is what Kanye <laughs> was trying to explain in a really not very helpful and eloquent way and we've got really misunderstood, but we're moving out of that sense of good and bad and right and wrong and into this just sense of what is and all is one and all is love ultimately. So how are we coming back into that? How are we, how do we feed back into that place? That was amazing. <laughs> I wish I wish you had more time. I'd ask you a hundred thousand more questions, but I think that was really beautiful. The only thing that I'd ask or add is just I, I agree, and I just kind of see it as a a radio frequency. You know, whatever you're going to put out, you're going to get back. Not a hundred percent, but the more you're intentional and the more that you're in flow and surrender and have a, a positive perspective and have an allowing perspective, you can let that stream, you know, take you to those spaces, and then you're like, oh. Look at that, huh? And you know, it, you have these fascinating uh, synchronicities happen over and over, and then it becomes normal, and uh, they become really big. And I'll just give one tip for the people who are having those: try not to say, um, you know, oh, that's unbelievable because you're resisting. It's like, oh, this is just normal. Like, of course, I see you. We're on the same channel. You, you should be there. You're doing it. You're a deliberate manifester, creator of your reality, and and you're witnessing that in action. So. Um, this is a really beautiful interview. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and, and your spirit. I would like to talk to you as much as I can. Maybe we'll get you back on. Um, but is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with um, before we close? Is there anything that you wish that I had asked you um, or if you just want to have uh, closing thoughts? Mm, what do you want to say? Um, I think the biggest thing is about self-love that's really the most important thing. How do we love ourselves? And then everything, you know, it's not about how other people treat you. It's about how you treat yourself. Because if you treat yourself in a loving, beautiful, compassionate way, then, you know, like we just said about frequency, the other stuff will bounce off you. You become like Teflon, it won't stick. Um, so yeah, it's all about your relationship with yourself. And it's, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, I'm a really big believer in just minding your own business. <laughs> because we have so much of our own business to mind. It's like such a complex, such a complex thing being human. Like we, we change all the time. Like one minute we want this, one minute we want that. When we get something, it's never what we thought it would be. We don't want it anymore. Like we always, we're always changing. We're always you know, it's just, it's a really, it's a really profound thing to be human. So just, you know, really focusing on what your stuff is, what you can do, how you can put the most love and positivity and joy into the world and magic into the world. And just, that's how, you know, that's how we make the change. It's just, you know, there's an Abraham quote, which I love, and they're like, don't face reality unless reality is you want it to be. <laughs> it's like, we, this is how we make the changes. We, feel, we stay really focused on what feels right within, what feels important and, and what feels good. Like that's really my guiding thing in life is what feels good. And I always try and step into what feels good right now, what feels right right now, rather than letting my head take over and worry and think things through and be too logical but just really what feels right and just go with that and then yeah just try not to not to get involved in other people's business like everyone's going to do what they're going to do and a lot of times you have people around you people close to you and you think maybe they should be doing and it's really obviously great if they're asking you for advice um but to just kind of let people do their thing and you do your thing and then because of frequency we just match them we come together like that's how I, that's how me and my friends mostly operate is we're not like all codependent and like oh, i need you to do this for me i need you to do that for me but i'm like really happy living my life they're really happy living a life and oh let's come together as really happy joyous people not like yeah um yeah yeah just um self-love and minding your own business <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I I, to I totally agree. The art of self love is is something that um, ideally we can just master right away, but sometimes it can be a uh, daily effort. And the social media hack that's I'm so brilliant. Every time you're going to go on Facebook, every time you go on Instagram, uh, whatever Snapchat, whatever new stupid thing comes up flip it around, give yourself some self love, some encouragement, and it's, uh, it's the best hack. 
I've heard in a long time. So I'm definitely going to do it. Uh, I appreciate also, it. Also, if like I delete some of them because obviously it takes up a lot of storage, but if you keep the best ones, then you can also watch them back and that's really helpful as well. Oh, so you record them too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> totally missed that. Yeah, I, might, I, I put the camera up on and record myself, tell him, I love you, you're beautiful. And then, yeah, then when I'm feeling like, then I watch them back. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, that's even, yeah. that's even better. You just, you just <laughs> added a whole nother layer. Amazing. <laughs> love it. Cool. Uh, well, I appreciate you. You definitely are magical. Hopefully we'll cross paths one day. I wish you were my neighbor so I could come and grab some milk and things here and there. Um, Welcome but, to London. And, yeah, until then, I'll, I'll use your website as a beautiful resource that you've provided people. Um, just thank you so much for, for coming on. What are your websites if people want to dive, dive a little deeper? Yeah, thank you. So, um, Kate Magic, if you Google Kate Magic, it's easy to find. But the shop, which we shop all over Europe, is rawliving.eu. And then my website with my recipes, articles, interviews is katemagic.com. Amazing. Wonderful. Do you ever come to London? Have you ever been to London? Uh, once on a layover, I had enough time to get off the plane and, uh, go to a pub in like a really like small, narrow thing, take one of the cool taxis and go back. And in like the yeah. one and a half days in London, I spent like as much as I spent in Thailand for like four oh, weeks, yeah. but it was pretty cool. Well, I'm going to come back. I got to see big Ben. I just went for a random walk and I saw a bunch of cool stuff. It was, it was a yeah. very great night. Yeah. Well, but, let me uh, know when you're back. Well, I actually, there's this guy, Stu, that has a, I don't know where Lee, uh, Leeds is towards, but it's North Bar, and he's hit me up, and he's doing a Matt Belair podcast night as an act of kindness and giving the photo booth for free, and he emailed yeah. me because he's like, I don't have social media, um, but I wanted to do something to help you, and so I've, one night a week, I give the photo booth for free um, in his bars in Leeds, so when he did that, I was like, dude, I know for sure one day we're going to have a beer at the pub. Um, and he's been sending the pictures and they're hilarious. It's like some normal ones. And then, you know, he just says me like there's some butts and like some just ridiculous stuff in there, but it's amazing. So I definitely will be coming out that way one day for sure. Okay. Let me know. We'll do. <laughs> okay. Well, have a good day and uh, thanks Thank everybody you. for watching. Thank you so much. See ya. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Kate Magic. What a beautiful person. What amazing information um i love the help hemp milk and all that kind of stuff so you know she's a really great teacher and an inspiration if you like the podcast please share it do an act of kindness you can leave a review and if you want to you can go over to patreon.com forward slash matt belair and chop and toss chop you can chop the bucket but toss a buck in the bucket would be preferred because uh, it helps me do this and i appreciate you guys um if you're over on steam it which is a cryptocurrency type of deal people told me to go over there um that's helping a little bit um but all of those things really do help get the word out there so if this podcast is helping you please help spread the word by leaving a review by sharing it with your friends because that's what gets the message out and uh, you can support me personally at patreon.com because that also helps too allow me to do an even better job because i'm committed to this no matter what it seems until um, my body and my soul tells me to do something else um, so i think i'm in it for the long haul um, check out zenathlete.com if you want some coaching hit me up. I'm happy to do a 90-minute super breakthrough session on limiting beliefs, um, the heart journey, finding your purpose. Uh, whatever questions you have, we can dive deep in those 90 minutes. And also, if you're really serious, we can do one-on-one -on -one for the month. And I only take a select few clients for that. Um, you don't need to be uh, a CEO or entrepreneur or athlete, although I do work with all those people. I do mostly, it seems to work with uh, average Joes these days. And by average Joe, I mean that, you know, you have a job and you're just looking to level up and you're, or, you know, you're reasonably successful or not successful, but you want to design and create the life that's meaningful for you. So a lot of those people are coming and I can help get you zero to, you know, walking the path of fulfillment and seeing results using all of these strategies. So don't think that you need to be a superstar to work with me. You could just be a regular person who's really committed to leveling up and I'm happy to help get you there um, from a state of fulfillment where you are now. That's the important piece. 
So I think that's it. Uh, head over to mattbelair.com, sign up for that email list. Uh, check out Kate's email list too. She's probably going to do a giveaway on her email list for this and send out some cool stuff so you can check that out as well. Um, but I just want to send you all of my love, all of my gratitude, um, well wishes, energy, support, encouragement uh, for who you are for listening to this. And just remember that you are whole, perfect, harmonious, epic just as you are and your job in this in this life is just to experience life and do the best you can and don't beat yourself up because that's just what we tend to do and it's unnecessary so quit it um yeah (laughs) so that's it um i hope that you're having an amazing day and before we shut this down let's come to a quick state of peace and coherence to close it out so taking a deep breath in through your nose Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares, all the worries, all the self-criticisms. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the criticisms and all the self-doubts. Coming to peace and presence. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just feel total peace, total connection, total fulfillment. Just make the commitment now to be loving and kind to yourself for the rest of the day, to have a perspective of openness, of awareness, of non-attachment, realizing that you get to choose your perspective in this reality and that you are complete, whole, perfect, just as you are and you have every right to be here just like the trees, just like the bugs, just like the birds to be on this planet. You don't need to do anything to prove your existence. You're already everything you got God's source, spirituality pumping through your veins, beating your heart. So you're, you're meant to be here. So give it your best shot. <laughs> you're awesome. Um, I'm just being ridiculous now. But seriously, though, you are awesome. I hope that you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode.